I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Here we are, Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Nice to see you, G. How are you, pal? Good, man. How you doing? Well, I am great. Lots to unload on you today. Love it. Love it. Unload Lots it. to unload. Unload all over me, bro. It's been a while. I feel good. Uh, I. How do you feel? Are you feeling good? Dude, I had a dream about you last night, man. Oh. Speaking of unloading all over each other. Must be nice. Um. Yeah, nothing, nothing that crazy happened. We were doing a gig together, and I think that, like, you and Hillary were were annoying each other. Oh, and I was like, God, classic. this is so uncomfortable. And we're then I was just happy. Brother to, and sister. I was, and I. <laughs> yeah, I'm dating Francis's sister, and no, mm-hmm. I'm not actually. Um, but yeah, that was like pretty much the whole dream, dude. So okay. that's it. There wow. Well, let her know that I do not forgive her. <laughs> okay. Um, good. <laughs> dude, I have uh, I have so much I want to talk to you about. Um, let's start with this. I have a guilty new pleasure. Let's hear it. I have been diving into the call her daddy subreddit (laughs) community, which is very active. (laughs) I'm sure. To find uh, daddy gang members who are seeking dating advice. From her? I think from each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like like minded people coming together. They want advice, yes, from from the other people (laughs) in this subreddit. And. The the Reddit is mostly populated by kind of theories about, you know, the podcast and why the hosts don't like each other and whatever. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you find this glimmering gem of, of a help me okay, plea. And here's here's one I found. OK, um, the title of this one is in the midst of the Sophia mania. Anyone willing to give some relationship advice? Question mark. Okay, I'm going to read this as quickly as I can. Hey guys, this is my first ever Reddit post, so please bear with me. Today I stumbled on something that triggered me for some reason, and I'm wondering how to bring this up with my boyfriend, or if I should even say anything at all. My boyfriend, he's male, 27-year-old, and I, female, 23, have been in a relationship for two years, and we have a great healthy relationship. In our initial stages of getting together, Neither of us were ready for a relationship, and we both acted as such, which led to us both being hurt by the other's actions in different ways. There was no cheating, per se, but behavior that towed the line, as both of us considered ourselves single at the time. This is young young behavior. young people shit, yeah. Through some ups and downs and a short hiatus, we both decided that our behavior was silly and that we wanted to be together and have been so ever since with no qualms. The reason I mentioned this bad period is because this moment in our relationship did leave me feeling a little insecure till this day. And while he is so good to me and I trust him completely, I still find myself looking at things like who he follows on social media, which I know is not healthy, but for anyone who has ever been there, you know once the habit starts, it's very hard to stop. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Today I went to look through his following and realized he has recently followed this girl, and for the first time, I felt properly triggered. To explain who the girl is, he has his main group of close guys who he has grown up with, and one of those guys has a girlfriend, and he has followed a friend of that girlfriend. 
She is an Instagram model, in quotes, with about an 11,000 follower following. Definitely deserves quotes. 11,000, <laughs> man. That is trouble. <laughs> Normally, I don't mind if he has followed hot Insta chicks in the past because it isn't a big deal to me. They are almost always massive accounts with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers right. that even I follow. Tammy Hembrow, Jen Selter, etc. <laughs> this is the first account that he has followed with a smaller following. A junior influencer. Yes, a double A <laughs> baseball <laughs> ass model. Knowing deliberately who it is. I know this girl has been mentioned by his friends before because one night we were all hanging out and one of the guys was flipping through her Insta. He gave us all his phone to show us this hot girl. And my boyfriend said, ready for this? She's objectively good looking, but just not my type. Doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Taking ownership of the situation. That's great. Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. You fucking loser. <laughs> None of us have ever met this chick, just FYI. I don't care whether he did find her hot or not, but now that he is following her, it contradicts what he said, question mark? I am thinking he only said what he said about her because I was there. Go figure. Yeah. Really? You really think? <laughs> getting her off getting his, her off his trail, dude. Which is weird that he would do because he knows I am a chill. I'm chiller when it comes to this stuff. I mean, hell, even I said she was hot that night. Jesus, this is rough. <laughs> All right, this goes on. It's like another couple paragraphs. Sounds like her. this guy's this guy's getting ready to murder her. Yeah, dude. she goes, I've thought about how I will bring it up if it is suggested that I should, and I won't do it in an aggressive way. I was just going to present my analogies above and ask him if he would think it's okay if I did something similar. She talks about how, you know, if she followed one of his buddies hot yeah. Instagram male model buddy, like would he get upset? Uh, it's, just, it's not the same. There's no, there's no comparable thing. She there. also says, you know, the other he of the six guys in their group, he's the only one following her besides the other guy whose girlfriend is friends with her mm -hmm. uh, since they've met. Uh, I think the reason it's triggered me so much is because none of the other guys in the group have done this, even though they also know who she is and find her hot. I feel like the others are mature enough to appreciate her looks. And just move on. But for my <laughs> boyfriend to actually follow her, I find it a little disrespectful. Let's, lots to unpack here. Love this dude. Lots I, to unpack. I also love a proxy submission. Like no one asked us <laughs> yeah. to comment on this. This is great. We're like, we're, we got it. Yeah, we really do. Subreddit person. Well, this is just that I think the difference between being 31 and 33 as we are and being like 27 and 23 as they are. Right. So what do you, what's your first thought on so this? I don't know though, man. I'm not sure that people like grow out of stuff like that. Like, I feel like that is definitely an issue that could come up for our age as well. It's not necessarily an age thing. I, I agree. I just think that it wouldn't right. it's, it's more cause as much stress because we would be able to, to, you know, explain it or talk through it in a better way. So it's funny. These kind of situations tend to really feed off of each other, like a fungus of like, Whatever's going on, it makes it worse on both sides. Correct. So this guy's doing something to make her insecure. It might be subtle. It might be like, he's just not as whatever. Maybe he doesn't want to have sex as much. Like very, very, very subtle. And then she's like, hmm, what's wrong? Starts looking into it, finds that he's following somebody, starts coming up with all these things. 
And when you're looking for stuff, you're going to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he is fucking cranking it, looking at her p- pictures or whatever he's doing. Like granted, she probably doesn't know who he is or interested in him or whatever, but it still hurts. But I would argue that once you start getting into this rhythm, by looking at it, you're, you're like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be then more confident and more whatever it is that you are instead of worrying so much about him to bring that be- equilibrium back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's no... That's my, what I take from this. You know, you're, you're never going to kind of... You're never going to... There's nothing she can do that would sort of like wake him up to this. There's nothing you can do. You know, right. I, I Just go be hot, live your best life, it's, and yeah. he'll come back. It's not as if she could then follow some 11,000 follower, you know, abs guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, what? No, oh, now I see how I did something wrong. Yeah, but no one likes those guys anyway. No offense, 11,000 follower abs guy. No one likes you. Dude, 11,000 followers don't even like on either side of the aisle to me is not worth the time of following. <laughs> okay, fine. But like the, the abs guys like aren't hot. Like go- it, guys follow the abs guys to learn how to get abs. No one's like... <laughs> There are five things that really slow your metabolism. No one likes that guy. No one thinks that guy's hot. Like that guy definitely dates down. I wonder I wonder what sort of a guy has 11,000 followers who is trying to be just a hot dude on Instagram. What is that? Like what how what what is he? Is he a seven and a half? Is he an eight? Dude, I think he's a fucking nerd. Personally, and I'm not just saying that because I wish I had his body. I, I no, but I agree, dude. His body's clearly not good enough for him to be at 50,000 followers. And if it was, I, again, I still don't necessarily think that just by having that good body and talking about how to get a good body, like, I still think that guy doesn't date as hot of a girl as yeah. you think he would. Now, I get it. Everybody starts somewhere. We're not talking about 11,000 follower guys who started their <laughs> fitness account last week. If that's the case, good for you. Keep building. But I'm talking about guys that have been stuck around 11,000 followers just posting <laughs> black and white photos of their abs where they're like just out of the shower and you're like, how'd you get so damp that guy or the guy, the guy who's like trying to be cute. He's like, like the TikTok where he's like, he shows up with no shirt on and he's like, yeah. And suddenly he's dressed. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, a yeah. hat on now. And he's yeah. like, burr, 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 burr. or, or it's like a, yeah. Or it's a still photo that's steamy and he's wearing a bath towel and the top line of his pubic hair is poking over the top of it. <laughs> that guy, what the fuck is his deal? Dude, the guy sucks. That guy sucks. The guy who laughs to himself has big earrings, looks down and up and looks around and just goes, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys have no so- charisma. They have no personality and they're not hot enough to actually make a go at it. So give up yeah. if you're one of those people. Go read a book, dude. Yeah. That'll help you more. Anyway, that's for the dudes. Chicks, on the other hand, for some reason, it just seems like there's plenty of opportunity to have 11,000 followers on Instagram. Right. As far as I can tell, women with 11,000 followers on Instagram can make tons of money, you know, starting their own bathing suit brands or uh, modeling for like juice companies. I, I don't right. know what or it just, is. Or literally just jumping. Yeah. Jumping and making anything in their body shake. Yeah. They get to stay for free at three and a half star hotels on Google reviews. Like <laughs> like decent Marriott's. They they might get, you know, like be <laughs> like two streets removed from the beach. That's where they get free lodging. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. The closer you can get to showing us the inside of your body, the more without actually doing it, the more followers you'll get. 
It's true. There uh, is that shortcut does exist. Yeah. Now there's definitely a problem bridging the gap between doing that and wanting to do what you actually do. Because a lot of the time that girl is like, I want to be a singer. It's like, yeah. okay, but you just shake your butt. Like mm. no one cares about your music. It's hard to go from I shake my butt to being the music person. I know you might be like, well, Cardi B, that doesn't count. Cardi B was a stripper. She has lots of personality. Very good lots dancer. of lots of charisma. She's she's amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Cardi B. And then she was able to kind of do it. But it wasn't like she was an Instagram girl. No. Shaking her boobs. No. And then becoming a pop star. It's hard to make that jump. Well, okay. But let's let's circle back to this issue, which is, you know, the people that your significant other follows on Instagram. Right. Would you know, have you ever gone through the list of people that your girlfriend follows on Instagram? Never. And you no, want to know why? Why? You want to know why? Because by doing that, and it works the same way for a girl, you're taking away that person that you were when it used to be fun. Well said. You're no longer that person. Instead of being the confident, fun guy who swept your girl off her feet, you're not a little bitch who just sits in the corner and be like, I saw you do that. I saw the way you looked at him. Yeah. I saw the way you looked. That's not the way yeah. you looked at me. I don't want to date a girl who looks like guys like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, dude. And by looking, why do you follow him? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a loser anyway. That guy's now, a loser. I will say this. Cringe as fuck. I have no interest in following models on Instagram of either sex. I really don't. I don't do it either. I don't follow Jen Selter. I don't follow any of those people. It just doesn't do it for me. If I need sexual satisfaction away from my girlfriend, I'm going to watch porn. You know what I mean? Like there's there's nothing to this sort of tease uh, that is, you know, these pictures are so cooked up and so photoshopped and face tuned and, and thigh gap lengthened. Like I, I, I know it's fake. I don't even go window shopping on Fifth Avenue at Christmas. What's the point? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree that I don't. And I actually, I have friends. This is a savage fucking move. Listen to this. Mm. Okay, so I have a friend who has a Finsta. Okay, yeah, I've heard about If you guys know these. about Finstas, a fi- and a Finsta is, a, is an account you have that isn't the account you post on, so you can look at shit without fucking, your fo- fucking up your follower ratio. Mm-hmm. So you follow, you know, three. So this one guy I know follows a bunch of these, like, Instagram girls. Right, oh, God. bunch of Instagram girls. His girlfriend found out. I was like, "Oh, you fucking like that?" She sent the page he follows a picture of her in a bikini, and they posted it. That is a savage move. Hang on, wait a second, wait a second. You like those girls so much? Okay, I'm now going to be the girl that every guy's fence to follows. Fuck you. Savage so she move. had a picture of herself in her bikini, and she sent it to one of these accounts that he was following through his Finsta, Correct. and that account. Posted it? Hard posted her. Whoa. Well, first of all, good for her. It's great revenge. Yeah. It's like, oh, you like seeing all these girls? Okay. All these other guys are going to like looking at me now too, pal. Hmm. The shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> Interesting. But it was savage. I remember he told me, he's like, dude, that was savage. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, by the way, what's the name of that account? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um. All right. I look, Pretty good. you know, I really don't have any problem. I have no questions about the account. Maybe my girlfriend follows some some male model accounts. What do I care? Right. But here's the question. Or even if it's a guy who she hooked up with before or like yeah, who gives a shit? Here's my question though. Do, would it make a difference in your mind if you saw that the account she was following had 11,000 followers? Or a hundred thousand followers. Yes, 
and and especially from this call her daddy forum person because it just a person that person's more accessible. That's right. Like we They're said, she's a junior influencer. Closer to home. It's more realistic that yeah. her loser boyfriend could have a shot with this girl as opposed <laughs> to like, you know, Devin Brugman or like Bikini a Day or someone who has millions of followers. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. a fair sentiment. Jen Selter's never hitting your boyfriend back, but, you know, Floozy McGee down in Arkansas. What yeah. else? She's not getting too many DMs yet. You yeah, know, totally. she's her inbox is not unnavigable. Totally. And dude, in American culture, like this idea of like being jealous about people that she was with before you, that seems like a young person's game to me mm -hmm. and what I'm familiar with. I no longer give a fuck. If like, oh, that dude hooked up with your girlfriend. I'd be like, he had good taste. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it went well for both of them. He had good taste. She's I hot, hope he right? came. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Mm -hmm. So this idea of like, oh, why are you following him? He used to... I, I just don't want him to get the wrong idea. It's funny to hear guys. And I've been that guy before, like not in a long time, but I've been that guy before where I actually thought I had legitimate critiques of these other guys that I was just threatened and jealous of. Mm. I would undercut his legacy. He's a loser. Oh, that guy that he's the kind of guy who, you know, he thinks that you're flirting with him. So you shouldn't do that. You know, you shouldn't do that. Cause he thinks, Oh, I don't want to be in a room with a guy who thinks he can like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. No, I I get that. I get that. Lame, dude. I, in college, my college girlfriend, whom I started dating at the end of my freshman year, a guy that she had dated in high school who was the class below her, came to Harvard the next year. And he was a stud basketball player. And I knew he was coming. And I knew that he was not happy that she now had a boyfriend, me. And so I did this thing where I wanted to become friends with him. That's interesting. And I don't really know why I did this. Keep your enemies closer. That's dude. what it was. That's what it was. And I reached out to him on Facebook and I was like, yo, dude, heard your comment, heard a lot about you. Hope you're well, excited to meet you. Like if you ever, you know, have any questions about what it's going to be like at school, like hit me up, happy to talk. <laughs> and over the next three years, we kind of just saw each other enough times and I was always really nice to him. And when I was a senior and he was a junior, we were at a party together. He was drunk and he came up to me and he was like, hey, man, you know, I've been waiting years to tell you this. But like when I heard that she was with you, it pissed me off. And then I wanted to be mad. But over the next three years, I just realized you were too cool of a guy. I couldn't be mad at you. That's great. And man. we hugged each other. That's really and then nice. it was all worth it. It's good to yeah. address the elephant in the room. Clap, mm -hmm. clap for that. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to be like, dude, hey, man, what's up? I'm excited you're coming here. You know, if you have any questions about what it's like currently banging your girlfriend, please, <laughs> please let me know. It has definitely changed a bit. She's grown and yeah. matured. But dude, that's a good approach, man. Mm -hmm. It is good to kind of try, try to squash that. I remember dating a girl who goes to the same call or sorry. Okay. Dating a girl in college can be difficult mm. for a variety oh, of reasons. So I had a girl come to the same school as me to be with me. Like she was a year younger. She was in high school. Oh she then came to the same school as me. We ended up breaking up. And then it was hard from then on. Like we kind of would get back together in the summer, break up during the school year. And one time she hooked up with one of my friends. Not, sorry. He was like not really my friend. One of my best friends, identical twin brothers. Wow. So it wasn't my boy, but it just looked exactly Might as well like have it. Been. Might as well have been. Dude, yeah. And I've talked, I talk about this every once in a while on my stand up, but dude, to the point where it like kind of fucked up my relationship with my friend. Cause every time I saw him, I just saw the guy who was banging oh, my girlfriend. That's tough. To the point where he like confronted me about it and was like, dude, uh, like what, like 
I didn't do anything to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know, man, but you look like you did. Yeah. <laughs> right? Your clone did. It's a, it's a fair point. Like, crazy. It's such a nuanced thing dating someone in college because then, like, you break up and then two months later you see them holding hands with some other fucking guy mm-hmm. and it sucks. It does. You know, and it definitely fosters a little more insecurity than the average situation, but you're also just young and like, dude, chances dude, are it's the first time you've been in love and you just don't know how to handle these complicated feelings. Man, I got to say being young is a sickness. <laughs> it's a fucking mental illness. It sucks. The amount of stupid decisions that I made as a result of just being young. Yeah. You know, whether it was like places where I put myself into bodily harm, you know, right. like jumping off bridges into oceans where i hadn't checked the depth right. cracking Being my head reckless. injuries relationship stuff dating getting angry over things what, what, doing I, cringe shit like yeah. when you didn't understand haircuts i had clothes that i wore it, you you write off and the thing is i wonder if i'm when i'm 50 if i look back on my 30s and feel the same way because i finally feel right. 31 you probably will. that i've I've got a little bit more of a mastery of my emotions that I'm on an even keel. I have a better sense of the world and that I can make my own deductions. You can make better decisions than you could have 10 years. Yeah, exactly. That, that are, that will be more to my, you know, improvement and, and sort of awareness. But I wonder how much more, obviously there's always more development to be had. And I think that, you know, having children and building a family recalibrates your sense of, of what matters. But I don't, I, I don't think that when I'm 50, I will look back on my 30s and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how stupid I was with the same sort of like that, you know, the gulf in stupidity right. versus <laughs> the gulf of stupidity from 30 to like early, early 20s. Absolutely. I think it's uh, the early 20s. I was just re- in, in college. I it's was fair. really dumb. But remember that quote, man, because I bet you, you know, you talk to some guy who's in his 50s and he's like, you don't know shit. So, yes. <laughs> so who knows? Probably true. All right. I have a couple other things I want to talk about, okay. but you got something, too. Yeah, we can save it for the next one. OK. Speaking of dating, as we often do, I have a slight gripe about my relationship, something that happened this week. Oh, great. And I need your advice. Let's do it, baby. This is, this is what it's all about. Okay. On, maybe it was Sunday. I've, I've been trying to be more proactive in booking restaurant reservations farther in advance. Just to get the, the prime slot at the good spot? My girlfriend does not enjoy the fact that we've been going to dinners at 5 p.m. Oh, man, why? Well, for one... <laughs> I Nobody love... should eat at that hour. Okay. I, I like eating early. I don't mind eating at 6.30. Okay, fine. Five's, I a little, don't... five's too early. Unless five it's a Sunday, right? Five... Paisan? Yeah, Chris there you knows go. It's up. Supper. Supper. That's Sunday, supper. Sunday dinner at 2 p.m. Yeah. Fucking Italians. There you go. Um, okay, sorry. So 5 o'clock dinners. I had booked <laughs> on Sunday. I got a reservation at a really great restaurant called Don Angie. I don't know it. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's it? one of the top Italian places in the city. Interesting. I, I, I don't think it's on the level of, of Carbone, but it's not that far behind. Got it. So it's in the West Village, and the only time they had left was 5 p.m. But given the Carbone saga that I had, I was optimistic I could email them on the day and say, listen, we have this reservation. Is there any chance that we could eat at a more human hour of 7 <laughs> o'clock or something? 
of course I did this. And they said, no, it's either 5 p.m. or 9.15. Mm. And I thought 9.15 is too late yes. for a heavy pasta dinner. I would agree. So we kept our 5 p.m. reservation. My poor girlfriend had to finish her day of work in the bathroom at the restaurant. Oh, my God. Answering emails on her phone because we both feel weird sitting on our phone at a dinner table where we think that the waiter or female waiter are uh judging us for having a bad relationship that we're both not <laughs> that we're both on our phones or something i don't even know Dude, Do, that's hilarious can I we say picture... waitress yet by the way is waitress totally politically incorrect i don't know actor act female actor whatever. Dude, that's a ridiculous thing that you guys would think if they walk into the kitchen they're like hey how's it going they're like Psh. Man, couple at table threes really lost their spark. You know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is, is that we've watched couples that do that. Yeah, and we always like out. think, I don't want to be them. Look at these people. They can't even sit and talk to each other for an hour and a half once a week. Really? You know, it's pathetic and it's sad. So we, we've affirmed no phone policy, but then it does go a little overboard that she would go retire to the bathroom. Yeah, that's too much. To finish her. Anyway, the point is, I was very excited about this dinner. Date night. We're calling it date night. And, uh, you know, she's amped up Friday. On Tuesday, she tells me that she's going out to dinner with her friends, her girlfriends, at Lilia. Ah, uh, place is the best. In Williamsburg, which is another of New York's top Italian restaurants. Best pasta. Very coveted reservation. And the four of them were going. Now, I felt a little bit undercut <laughs> that my girlfriend, three nights before our fancy elite Italian dinner date night reservation, was doing a another fancy right. elite italian dinner with her friends three nights before did my date night lose some of its luster some of its power and prestige as a result of my girlfriend going to this meal three days before <laughs> like i i don't know you know like do they, i they have reason to be angry there could be a moment where she's eating the pasta and she's like, you know, these mushrooms just don't hit as hard as the ones at Lilia. My fear. <laughs> you don't have a right to actually have a gripe about that, though. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I she can't said tell... the same. She said the same. Everyone was like, it would be one thing if it had been the night before. If it's the night before, you're just like, why don't we just go next week? <laughs> like, we have a shitty reservation time anyway. But it must hurt a little bit more, too, because she, they had a better reservation time. They sure did. Did it hurt you a little knowing that like not only is she going before, she's also going at a better time? I would just say that, yeah, that <laughs> that everything about her girls' night was better than the date night I had planned. I think that seems, just about everything. Yeah, it sounds like that has a lot to do with it too. Just the fact that like she's like, Okay, you can't create a good experience for me. I'll just do it on my own without you. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, she didn't have to go into the refrigerator locker at Lilia with her laptop <laughs> with her girls yeah. because they were there at like 8 p.m. They executed better. Yeah. And you were able to. That hurts. Just showing a mirror to yourself, as you say. So I was like, oh, man, you know, and it was one of those things because I, I get I booked these reservations and I surprise her. I don't tell her That's where fun. we're going. That's very fun. And we just go to a restaurant and then we walk up and she gets excited. It's a fun little sort of present. That is fun. But 
had I known that she was going to Lily on Tuesday, I would not. I would have booked a different type of restaurant. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. I might have done, you know, a steakhouse or a, some kind of sushi place or something fun. Interesting. I, I understand. That's true. Interesting, right? Threw you off your game a bit. But that listen, is man, an you know, one. there's plenty of good surprise dates to take her on in the future. Yeah. yeah. You guys will perfect the method. And, uh, you know, hopefully she'll be transparent about her own personal plans. True. So, so it doesn't fuck up your swag. Yeah, that's right. I would I would like to know more about her. In fact, if she, share should, her Google cow. she should share her Google cow with me. <laughs> In fact, I should be part of her friend's group chat. <laughs> As if she should be wearing a body cam. They should check with me about <laughs> if they want to take her out. Correct. For the night. Correct. That's what it should be. Talk to Francis. Last thought. Yes. Uh, I made a I wrote another stalking joke on Twitter. Right. Um, I'll read it really quickly. Uh, stalking not stalking stalking right? yes so you were like just writing christmas jokes picking corn <laughs> he's like don't you hate when you get all the butterfingers and you're stalking <laughs> and your brother gets the gummy bears it's like come on mom mix it up <laughs> so here's here's the joke julio uh i finally hit forget this device for all the bluetooth connections i had for my ex's devices it was exactly the closure i needed to move on with my life it was getting so annoying that they would auto-connect every time I came within five feet of her house. <laughs> that's great. Funny joke. Funny joke. I fine. Perfectly fine. I appreciate that. Someone wrote, you write a lot of stalking jokes or something. Now, here's what I You're thought. Like, yes, I do. Go fuck yourself. I, sh I sure do. Right? <laughs> Look over your shoulder. <laughs> I think the guy making all the stalking jokes... That's a good sign that he's not a stalker himself. Agreed. Because the only thing I hate worse than stalkers are hypocrites. <laughs> I would never want to be the guy who, after I make all these stalking jokes, it comes out that I'm a stalker. And then everyone's like, well, we should have seen it coming. <laughs> you know, when, when Chris D'Elia got in trouble for the underage girl stuff, Someone made a compilation about him talking about, you know, like younger girls or something. And then they put it to the curb music and it was like, you know, art imitating life or whatever. Some kind of goofy thing. That's my greatest fear. Is that some dirty shit's going to come out about me. <laughs> and then someone will dig through my old jokes and be like, look at this. We should have seen it coming. <laughs> so the, the, the fact I, I could never stalk a woman. Because I hate hypocrisy. That's my that's my thought. That's good, man. It's a good system. To keep yourself honest. It's hilarious, dude. Uh, very fair. Hypocrisy right. is worse than stalking. I think so. That's how I feel. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor." And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. The new murder documentary on Netflix, American Murder. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen it, 
I would say pause and you and you plan to. I would say pause the episode right now and go watch it and then come back and and start listening again. It's you watched it. Yeah, and I f- I find it disturbing in a very nuanced way as mm-hmm. I imagine you do as mm-hmm. well. But let me just preface this by saying so Francis told me I should watch it because maybe we could discuss it on the pod. Always fun to discuss yeah. some material. We give each other homework assignments. Yes, now. it's very nice. Um and I was planning to I had come back from being away for the weekend. I went to Hillary's house to watch it. And my plan was after I watched it, I was going to go home. But once it had ended, I decided that I couldn't leave her alone. (laughs) And I also didn't want to be alone either. Like it wasn't just for her. So that said, what are your thoughts? Okay. So I have so many thoughts about this documentary. First of all, it's very different from the typical sort of true crime serial killer documentaries that we've seen. The Ted Bundy one or the jinx or whatever because in those ones you see the guy the murderer and you're like well this guy is totally crazy yes he's totally mixed up that is not a human being that i can relate to i have nothing in common with this person uh that's just like some whoever made him screwed up that guy's yes that guy's been gone that guy is not a guy. Yeah. And that guy's we, a monster. And we almost feel safe by that othering of those people. We're like, well, that could never happen to yes. me because I, I, I could never fall into what that guy is. Right. And regardless of whether or not you could possibly have been a target based on his criteria or not, just like that guy's a psycho. Yeah. And it's like very obvious, especially after you see the whole thing. You're like, right. even if it wasn't immediately obvious, there were huge red flags. This guy's a psycho. Right. And that clear distinction, like you said, is comforting. It's comforting because you measure your own empathy and sort of capacity for, for kindness against them. And you're like, well, that's clearly not me. I, I'm not that guy, so I'm not going to end up killing people. Yes. What made this documentary, American Murder, so creepy was that the guy wasn't that far gone. Not at all. He on he just seemed like an okay guy. He didn't seem that far gone. And even after, you know, spoiler alert, he murdered his wife Entire and children, family. His his infant girl, not infant, his toddler aged gir- little girls. You still were like this guy feels bad. He felt so bad. He like wishes he didn't do it. Something came over him. Dude, it was so crazy. It was crazy. so it was so bizarre. So, okay. Here's here's what happens, right? The guy ends up you know he he's he's like he meets his wife they get married he seems kind of like a quiet meek hard-working guy he works on an oil rig he's an operator um and he ends up having a big glow up he he gets he hot. loses like 50 pounds he looked terrible like he had this like really weird like thin beard going on yeah. and like just like this awkward looking double chin. Like he like didn't look that good. Yeah. Like not to be a dick, but like he got, he gets hot. He gets hot. He becomes a DILF. He becomes a, what's a DILF? Data? Data. Like okay. He becomes a DILF and. He becomes much hotter than that. He's just doing push-ups all the time. All day long. That's all he does. He just eats and breathes and sleeps workouts. And does push-ups. And. Of course, he meets some younger girl on the side. They start hooking up. He lies to her a little bit about his intentions of leaving his family and his wife. And uh, 
she's I, she didn't seem I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna assign any blame to her she she not, yeah. just was like whatever uh and so she may or may not have sucked but that doesn't warrant being murdered in cold blood by your husband yeah <laughs> for doing he, nothing he can't <laughs> figure out how to get out of his marriage right and you know he starts pulling away and we've all seen this before I think we've probably been in this situation totally. where you're you're in a relationship. Maybe you start feeling, get, you know, getting feelings for another person or just other people in general, and so you start pulling out and becoming distant and aloof. Yeah. And it's obviously a warning sign. Yes. And and, uh, and you're done, but you're like figuring out how to like get out of it without being a dick. Exactly. But end up being a dick anyway. Yeah. Moral of the story: just get out of it when you're ready to get out. Get of out it. of it. Tell them. Like. Oh. Yeah. The the wife senses that there's all kinds of stuff going wrong. She does she's sending these really tragic texts to her friend on the side being like he won't touch me. It's been 5 weeks. I'm weeping and you're just your heart breaks, especially since you know we're heading for something really horrific. Yeah. Uh and you know they go to visit his parents. His parents don't like her and that seems to influence his thinking towards her. She's also like 15 weeks pregnant with their third child. And she comes home to Colorado. They get into a fight. Uh, he wants to leave and, and separate out of the marriage. And then in, in his telling of it, she barks back at him. And the next thing you know, right. he's choking her to death. Yeah, she says, you're never going to see your kids again. And he just fucking chokes her out. And then... Now she's dead. He wraps her in a sheet and then brings her to the truck, brings the kids into the room who are like, what's wrong with mom? What's wrong with mom? Brings them into the truck, drives them out to the oil rig, which is like an hour away. And I, I, I'm going to just give you a trigger warning here. Like what I'm about to say is just what happens in the documentary is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. Yeah. So skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. He buries the, the wife's body, and then he throws the kids into the oil like, like tank. tank. A 20-foot oil tank. And drowns them alive. Is that what he did? I think that's it. When they were like, Daddy, no. Yeah. Oh. I think he just tossed them in. Are you serious? I thought he like strangled them before. I thought that too, in. but somebody, a, a listener reached out to what us to me fuck? and was like i read further into it he threw them in and they drowned and were die and one of the girls like fought back oh and she said daddy no yeah daddy no dude what the fuck so so okay this guy is clearly for for however normal he acted or was right. the fact that he has the capacity for that at all right. makes him a completely twisted deranged guy right he's just awful but he wasn't doing the ted bundy thing he wasn't like he he felt so bad Obvi obviously he's like why did i do that like something came over him and it's just scary because it's like any friend immediately any friend of mine who's ever done something that didn't make sense i'm like that guy maybe could murder somebody. yeah or someone. But dude, here's there there the reason I wanted to bring this up is that there were two points that really stood out to me. The first is uh you you noticed that there was a, a both a man and a woman uh investigating the case. Yes. Questioning him, yes. right? 
And I think I, I could be wrong in my timeline, but it was like day two or three of questioning him where the woman finally came in and she was the first person to say this. She said, your two children are gone and you're not crying. Right. Why aren't you more upset? And nobody else had noticed this. Nobody else seemed to have noticed the fact that his emotional response to the loss of his family was not in keeping with what humans should feel. Right. And it made me very appreciative that a woman was assigned to the case <laughs> because I don't think the men in this Colorado where it was, where it was would have picked up on that. Nobody was picking up on the fact that he was just like calmly and collectedly be answering the questions and being like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's right. just that they, this is where the last time I saw them and yada, yada. Well, I was thinking about that too, but then his response was good. Like granted, there was clearly something that was not adding up about the whole situation, but he's like, you know, maybe when you suffer that degree of like a traumatic experience, you just like shut down and you don't cry yet or it doesn't hit you right away. You know what I mean? Like it was obviously a good point worth exploring. And like everybody knew that there was something up, especially when he didn't admit to the affair initially. Yeah. Like when they did the poly before they did the polygraph, mm -hmm. they're like, no, we got to ask you this. They already knew that he had been having an affair. They did. So once they catch, it's an interesting the way that they do it. Like the, once they catch you lying, they're like, all right, this guy's lying already. Right. He maybe could be lying more. By the way, if you're ever in this situation and let's just give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you are now a, a suspect in a murder case and you didn't do it. And circumstances are just pointing un unfavorably in your direction. Do not submit for a polygraph test. Oh, he didn't have to agree. Why did he do that? Yeah, he agreed right there. And then he was just like, I'll do it. And I don't know if that's ego. If it's he's watched enough CIA shows that he thinks he can beat the polygraph test. Also, declining it is just like makes you seem guilty, dude lawyer up yeah what are you doing yeah. from the second that you're brought in get a lawyer totally and this guy was like maybe if i'm just cooperative they will look more they will look more kindly upon me what an idiot dude yeah. what an idiot and also when they came in and they're like rubbing his back like were they doing good cop bad cop shit there to get him to like fully confess because they're like this guy's caught it seemed like they well, like felt bad for him. then he said that his wife had killed the children and they believed him for a second. He said it, and he said it to his dad, too. Who, yeah. what, the one thing about this documentary that's so crazy is how well documented it is on video. So, this is the second point, Julio. Oh, love it. Love All it. right. Let's take everything that we've said so far and just put it in a box to the left. Everything you own in, in a box <laughs> to the left. <laughs> Beat me to it. We are going to. Son of a bitch. We are going to say that that everything we've said is over here now. Okay. That case is closed. Guy's a monster. All of that. So with all of that said, I'm going to preface this by saying no way am I victim blaming here. But on a separate issue. Oh, yeah. The mother. Sucks. Was way too active. Yeah. on social media may she fucking rest in peace but yeah chill lady way too active on facebook yes. it has i it has nothing to do with the murder it has nothing to do with she not in no way am i saying she deserved that this was some kind of, of quid not. pro quo Absolutely. not at all not at all not in any way but 
you know, you, you saw like him getting off the plane and the kids running to go meet their dad. And she like set it up to run it a couple times. You know, everything was so contrived and she was posting more than anyone I've ever seen on Facebook, more than any parent we know, more than yeah. any political actor, More than any influencer I know. I, I've never seen anything, the, the volume of photos yeah. and, 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 and di- dialoguing of, yeah. her, you know, of her of her family was just too transparent. Yeah. Dude, she thought she was like Kiara Ferran or whatever that lady's name is, or like yeah. something Navy or like one of these like huge she was a Kardashian. Hey guys, dude, it was crazy. It's yeah. like, who are for your sex, your six friends? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I get, uh, you know, loving your family and wanting to preserve memories and stuff, but it almost seemed like she wasn't even living with her family at that point. Like they were just actors yeah. in her own Truman show that she was building. Totally. And that really kind of made me ugh, like, yeah. what are you, what are you doing? Totally. Dude, she was also cringe as fuck. Like there's honestly, in my opinion, one of the cringiest things you can do is just do like a full tongue makeout session on the altar when you get yeah. married. They were like full on, like tonguing it up on the tonguing fucking, it up. like, come yeah. on guys. I like, I like it. What's the type of kiss that you hope to see at a wedding? What kind of kiss do you want? Just like closed mouth, hopefully. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, it can be, it can be a little like. Yeah, a little, ooh, a little, a little nibble, a little, a little nibbly <laughs> peck, like a fish that's tasting the bait but not taking it Correct. completely. Just a little taste. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be opening our mouths. You know what I the, don't mind? I don't mind a little, a little kiss and a dip. What's it? Like a, you know, oh, like the... a, like a dip, like like a little, like you're you doing know, the tango, a like flourish. That's yeah, the... just bend her over a little bit and give her a little like she kicks a leg out. Little dip. That's gonna that's gonna take the applause in the audience from a ten to a twenty. <laughs> I thought you meant grabbing her ass. Oh like, no, Jesus God! Christ. I'm not. No, I know. Take it easy. In the know? home of the Lord, <laughs> grabbing ass. Come on, dude. So the other thing. So yes, the wife so extra, but it was crazy how there is video of this entire thing. There's no like Ken Burns effect photos. Like mm-hmm. you see the whole body cam of the police officer initially responding to the call. You see this guy who drowned his kids in a silo of oil acting innocent. And he texted her on purpose to like, yeah, be like, where are you? He knew where she was. She was buried in a sheet in a fucking oil field. Mm -hmm. But like to see that. And then also like they go next door and it's crazy how his neighbor says to the cops, he's like, he ain't acting right. Yeah. That guy ain't acting right. But dude, this is my point. Ready? If he gets a lawyer. And does not agree to take the polygraph test. I feel as though there is a decent chance he gets away with this. I think that he didn't want to get away with it, though. He was like too normal of a guy. Ultimately, no, whatever, which is crazy to say. You got to watch it to hear to understand. Because I don't want you to think that I'm like acting like this guy isn't a monster or whatever. Or at least was a monster during that time when it was important. Whether or not he was a monster. You know what I mean? I don't think that that guy can handle acting like he never did that. Dude, I don't know because the whole idea in his mind was that these actions are going to allow me to be with this new girlfriend I've got. This is my plan. It was crazy delusional thinking. He didn't think it through. He admitted that later. And I think that there was going to be a point where he was like, oh my God, I murdered my family. It's possible. And yet his reaction in the, the following three or four days was too mild-mannered for me he was too tempered in his how he portrayed his emotions and it wasn't until they really had him on the hook 
Right. And that he broke down and was like, I need to talk to my dad. And then even then. He didn't tell the full truth. He blamed it on his wife and said I had to kill her as a, you know, because I was so angry she'd killed my kid. Dude, it was really crazy. And I'm thinking about it more now. Like, there were no, like, interview. It was really well done because they had so much footage of the entire thing, the entire interrogation, the entire trial. They had it all. So they didn't need to have any interviews. I thought stylistically it was like really a great experience to yeah, watch it. It was Even a little, terrifying. you're in it. You're in it. There's a, uh, what is it? The, I think it's the Coen brothers. I once watched a, uh, a little piece about how they do their filmmaking slightly differently from how most people do. When you're at a, a table at a restaurant and there's a scene at a restaurant, two people are having dinner or something. So often we'll see the camera angle from behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm pointed at the person who's talking so you get a sense that there's a listener and a speaker you have both people in frame right the muddy shoulder and then they when the other person starts talking they switch to the other side the cohen brothers and there's a term for it i can't remember i'm embarrassed will place the camera in the middle of the table oh right and so that person the only person you see is the person speaking and then it switches from the other side and and it it puts you you into the conversation that's crazy there was an element of that in this documentary Definitely. Of, of feeling like you were in it. Definitely. And yeah. to be honest, man, I feel like part of the decline of like cinema and, and like narrative films is the fact that everything is so well documented mm. and there's so much footage of all the real shit. Why would I watch somebody pretending when I can actually see the real thing? Yeah. Right. Is yeah. That, is that, that has to be part of it. Well, Yes. Also, I know that people's attention spans are shorter. There's like a lot of things contributing to it and we have everything on our phone, whatever. Right. But I feel like that to me, like, why would I watch the people versus OJ Simpson when I can watch the 10 hour OJ documentary that was incredible? I think there's still a place for fictionalized or like based on a true story, you know, dramatizations of of real stories. Um, I, I definitely like stuff like that. You know what? There was a lot, you know, we talk about movies a lot. There was, there's a movie called American Monsters or American. Oh, God. It's about these, like, these thieves. American Animals. Hmm, I haven't or, seen it. It's really good. And it's these young guys who decide to steal these rare books, these Audubon books, from a you know, a a fancy library at a college campus and they like go in and they try to steal them and the whole thing goes wrong. But they, uh, the real thieves, the real young men who ended up going to prison are interviewed throughout the movie and then it flips back towards the actors playing them. That's cool. And the actors playing them are, are actually resemble them quite a bit and are very well cast. So you get this kind of jump from reality to to you know portrayal which i like they also did it in um the social dilemma they used oh, yeah. those like fictionalized I didn't, I didn't, it didn't work as well for me no either. no it didn't but in american animals yeah. it, 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 it they did and it, that's also a very very good movie i would suggest watching so dude there's it's funny you say that there's this movie called road to guantanamo hmm. and it's a story about these guys who were in the wrong place at the wrong time and they ended up in guantanamo bay when they hadn't done anything now, there are some definitely some glaring holes in this story, so I, but that's not important because they were showing the dramatization and then they were showing the actors talking and, and the real people talking about it. And I didn't realize that that was happening. So I just thought that when one of the guys is a, like a famous actor, he's, he's the British guy 
What's that show on HBO about the cab driver who goes to jail? You definitely saw it. Oh yeah, the night the night before or the, the night, night of. of. Yeah. Yes, the night of. That guy is mm-hmm. in this documentary, and I was like, "Heck, this guy's had a crazy life. He went to Guantanamo <laughs> Bay." Like I thought that the actor yeah. was the actual guy. Riz Ahmad. Or Riz something? Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah. Around Riz Ahmed. Anyway, Road to Guantanamo. It's an interesting one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but nice. yeah, whatever. Okay, last uh, piece of of filmmaking that I want to discuss really quickly is uh, my the octopus teacher or my octopus oh, yeah, I haven't teacher. Seen that yet. Okay, so I watched this. We, we typically, my girlfriend and I do one for her, one for me. And it, the ones for me are grisly murder stories, yeah. and the ones for her are touching yeah, animal you're sick puppy, documentaries. Dude. Francis loves murder. And- she, can't, she can't handle two in a row. So we got to do one happy puppy movie for her, and then one, you know, grisly murder yeah. doc for me. Who can handle two in a row, bro? Fucking I, I, red I could, flag central. I, I, dude. I could watch. I'm like, I knew it, man. I knew there was something wrong with them. Dude, these are so good. I, I find <laughs> them. By the way, it is in the separation for me that I, I do enjoy them. I'm like, this guy is a total oddball. Yeah. There's something where I'm watching someone who I'm so different from. In the same way that I like watching Michael Jordan documentary, where I'm like, this guy had it was just built so differently from me. Mm. I wonder what it would be like to be that human. I don't really feel like that for right, the murderers. Right. It's but, different. It's like in an inspirational way as opposed to a wow. I'm glad I'm not like yeah, that. You're you're looking at a, a fellow member of your species that has kind of moved in such a different path. And or was equipped with such different tools or such different wiring that you almost don't even see them as being a a, a, a fellow human. Right. Um, anyway, my octopus teacher. It's a documentary about this guy who becomes. Well, I mean, he, he basically for an entire year he goes diving into this kelp forest and does everything but sex with an octopus. <laughs> it's like it hits triples every single day for a year keeps coming back the octopus won't go all the way he you know he keeps thinking he's gonna i mean it's it's so intimate i'm being a bit of an asshole but it's endearing and he has this insane connection with this octopus it's the smartest animal alive uh and it's tremendous i would highly suggest watching it but boy you know He's also a little bit of an oddball. I mean, he, he, he narrates it and he speaks about this octopus as if it's his wife. <laughs> and it's her, you know, the whole time. She did this. She's this. Yeah. She, and it's very, like, sensual and uh, they have these moments of gentle contact. Is this guy a native English speaker? He's from South Africa, mate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so he goes so like, diving with the, the octopus every day uh, for an entire year. And then at the end of it, uh, I won't give it away. Just watch the, watch the film. It's incredible. That's pretty good, dude. That's yeah. pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I like the South African accent. It's really something. It's really yeah, bro. Yeah, mate. Um, so anyway, <laughs> check that out. Those are our movies uh, to watch if you have time this week. Well, dude, a lot of good thoughts there, man. It's been good hanging per usual. Great hang. That Oops was fun podcast. today. We got merch. We Check got it merch. out. We got hoodies. We got masks. We got t-shirts. Hoopsthepodcast.com. Check it out. Um, also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. We have every episode in full with video. 
so you can, uh, you know, hang out with us in an immersive fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram or our email, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com, uh, at oopsthepodcast on Instagram. I'm at not Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. Share your thoughts. We love talking to you guys. Uh, and thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you soon.